Hello, my pumpkins. This is Chloe Taylor, and welcome to Authentic and Unapologetic. Here, we explore spirituality and psychology. It is my goal with this podcast to remind you that when you stand tall in your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. Hello there, my beautiful pumpkins, and welcome back to the podcast or the channel wherever you are listening to or watching this content. Uh, for those of you that are watching the video, it comes out after the podcast, but uh, for those of you that are watching the video, you'll actually get visuals of the books we're going to be talking about today, but all the links will still be down below regardless of how you're viewing the content. So hello, beautiful friends. Happy Tuesday and or Sunday, depending on again, which way you're watching this, but ha happy day. Okay. Happy day. Today I am doing something that has been highly requested on my channel and from the podcast from like all over. I constantly get asked about books and I feel like there are a couple of things I have to say before we dive into all of the book material that I have. Number one, I feel like it goes without saying if a book worked really well for me, that does not mean a book will work really well for you because we are different people with different upbringings, different paths. We've had different experiences and some books are going to hit us differently. So this is not like the holy grail end all be all. These are the greatest books. But if you resonate with any of the stories that I've shared my experience, then some of these books might be helpful to you. The other thing is specifically this book haul is going to be on books that I believe have helped me through my own personal dark night of the soul, which we'll talk about what that is, uh, my own dark night of the soul. And then I have a couple of extra books that I don't think I've mentioned before that I'm not currently in that place that I was, but I feel like they would have been helpful if I was, if that makes sense. So actually I could probably do a whole other video on that topic alone, but I just threw a couple of extra ones in. There are going to be some books that repeat today because I've done a number of videos on books in particular. I'm a big reader. I'm a Sagittarius rising with a Gemini moon and I love knowledge. I love the collection of knowledge. I love knowing things. So I'm a big reader. Uh, always have been since I was a little kid. So I love making videos on books. Let me know if you want more stuff like this, but basically a dark night of the soul. Let's talk about that. So um, these are books that I feel like really help me through my own dark night of the soul, which what is that a dark night of the soul? I actually pulled up a definition because I wanted to be factual Virgo in the 10th house. Okay. We're here for facts. Um, so if you just search on Google, what is a dark night of the soul? The first thing that comes up says the phrase dark night of the soul is often used informally to describe an extremely difficult and painful period in one's life. For example, after the death of a loved one, the breakup of a marriage or the diagnosis of a life threatening illness. So this can also be like triggered by a myriad of traumatic events. It's just kind of whatever, like it's usually something that is brought on. However, after it doesn't always have to be brought on after something traumatic. I actually find that that definition is a bit limiting. It can be brought on by just having a churn in your life that you're like, it's almost that time of like asking yourself, what am I even doing? And you start to not resonate maybe with the life that you've built with the friends you have, the family members that are around. And it's very lonely and very excruciating. And 
ultimately it is my personal belief that it is there to uplevel your consciousness and bring you to the next form of self, but it can be really scary and lonely. And I feel like books helped me through mine. I, without getting too far into the details, because again, I've made videos on this. I will make sure to link a couple down below for you. Um, but like I have one on my dark night of the soul and I want to say I, I have at least one, but there might be two. So if there's two, I'll link them both, but there might only be one. Um, but when I went through mine to give you like the cliff notes experience, um, there was a lot of things that compounded all at once. I lost my career in gaming or it just like kind of all fell apart. Something I had built for seven years. I lost my sister to a heroin overdose and I also had like emergency surgery where I was hospitalized and like during that process I feel like all of those things like sound like they might be disconnected but it was everything happening at the same time like I couldn't even be with my family to grieve the loss of my sister because I was in the hospital so like it was a horrible time. And after that experience, it took a very long time for me to come back to myself months and months and months and months. And ultimately it wasn't even necessarily the pain of those individual things. It was me questioning who, what is even my connection to self anymore? And after these, all of these crazy events went on, it was like, how can I pick up my life and just keep going. It was anyway, like I said, another video that's in another video, but I wanted to kind of give you like that. And it took months and months and months for me to come out of that. I also believe that we can have multiple dark nights of the soul. It's not something that is limited to one experience. So let's talk about the books. So, um, I actually put these down in reverse order, like a dip, but none of these books are going to be like, there's going to be an array. <laughs> like some of them are more spiritual. Some of them are not. I would say most of them have like a spiritual or healing thread or like a psychology thread. But the first one, no, I would say I'm like taking an overview. I'm taking stock. They're all like relatively spiritual in their own way. So the first book I want to talk to you about is one that I think I made a video on my channel in the past about, and you're going to be surprised. I think that this fits into this category, but it does. And I'll explain to you why. This is the book Brain Over Binge, and it is by Katherine Hansen. Again, I will link every book I talk about down below today. And this book, it's technically like the subtitle trigger warning. This is about eating disorders. So like skip ahead several minutes if you don't want to hear about this. Um, same with like this entire video, I feel like is kind of a trigger warning or the entire podcast because we're talking about stuff that can be like if you're dealing with a traumatic situation right now, like it can be triggering to hear about somebody else talk about their experience. So just be advised. Um <clears throat> Brain Over Binge, though, this book, the subtitle says why I was bulimic, why conventional therapy didn't work, and how I recovered for good. This book, I feel like, was such an impactful piece of my own Dark Night of the Soul because sometimes talking things out with a therapist. Now, I am a big fan of CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. I am in cognitive behavioral therapy right now. I'm a big advocate for it, but I do not think it is the only approach we should be taking. I actually think it's a myriad of approaches for mental health that we should be taking. And CBT is just one of those things. And unfortunately, I do feel like in the mental health industry, 
we have made CBT like the most important thing. And again, I'm not saying it's not helpful. I myself am in it right now. But I do feel like we as people, we all think we can solve everything from up here when in reality, we need to bring our whole body into a healing, like into healing. We can't just do it all up here. And I actually feel like even though this book is very much about like going a different route from CBT, it, it talks about like neuroplasticity. It's still talking a ton about the brain, but I had never heard about that before I read this book. I had never heard about how like we create patterns and they will just go off on autopilot and it's hard to make change. And here's the science as to why it's hard to make change if we're going from our brain only. And This book actually really helped me on my own path in recovering from my own eating disorder. I have struggled with anorexia when I was like a teenager, and then I have struggled with binge eating disorder as an adult. And I fully believe at this point in time that I am like recovered from that. Like, and this book was a big part of that. Um, I genuinely feel like I just like intuitively eat now and just try my best to make good decisions. And I kind of feel like this was going on definitely during my dark night of the soul as well. There was a lot of binge eating to cope with things. And so I feel like this book, like if you are struggling with an eating disorder, I'm not saying this book is going to cure you, but I do feel like it brings a different approach that a lot of people aren't talking about. And it was important for me, somebody that really likes knowledge to hear all of that. So this book is just like a good standalone. Even if you're not in a dark night of the soul, it was just... Like I've read this book twice because it was so information packed. So great book. We also have these next two books. I feel like kind of go together. Um, I do want to say that. And I always say this when I talk about this book, um, because I know there's a lot of people that have a lot of hatred for this book. And I understand this book to me is not inclusive to anybody who identifies as like forward facing male. And that is upsetting. Like I like it's I wouldn't say that it is a like phobic like I wouldn't I haven't read it in many years like and I'm a different person now so it might be different. I wouldn't say that it's necessarily like phobic like transphobic or anything like that. But it's just really non-inclusive in the sense that both of these books, actually, um, one of them is specifically directed at women, but the first one, so I'll just show you what they are and then we'll talk about it. So we have Witch by Lisa Lister and Love Your Lady Landscape by Lisa Lister. Both of these books by Lisa Lister, um, which is the one that I'm bringing forward. It it like kind of puts the power of witch only in the hands of people who have a menstrual cycle. And I can see how that is very upsetting and non-inclusive. So we do not appreciate that. However, I kind of take the stance on any material. Like people come at me because I like Teal Swan and I've like, I've had people like come at me for liking her work. And I'm kind of of the mind that you don't have to believe every single thing that people say, like even today, maybe there's some books in here that you really hate. So why would you go out and buy them and take like, I'm still human, you know, like, I just feel like people can have some good teachings, we don't have to follow them word for word and be a part of every single thing that they stand for. And I don't know. 
I feel like I'm like of the minority that like doesn't believe in cancel culture and wants to believe the best in everybody. And I feel like that probably makes me naive and gets me in a lot of trouble. But my point to that is, is I do feel like this book is non-inclusive. So take that for how you will. Um, but I do feel like as far as like witchcraft and this was like my, this was my introductory to witchcraft. And I felt like there was a lot of wisdom still in here. Um, do I think it is the end all be all? Do I appreciate that it's non-inclusive? No. Do I wish that the author had included more of that? Yes. But the book it's called witch Un unleashed, untamed, unapologetic. And it basically just goes through like Lisa Lister's take on witchcraft. And a lot of it I really did align with. And I felt like it was a good like jumping off point into my own path into spirituality. Because at that time when I was going through my dark night of the soul, I did not have that. I was like not Mormon anymore, which we've talked about multiple times. Um, I was not Mormon anymore. I didn't really have a spirituality or a religion or a belief system. And I feel like when I found witchcraft, it was like coming home. <laughs> so this was like my introductory into that. And then love your lady landscape, trust your gut, care for down there and reclaim your fierce feminine she power. This book I liked because I am somebody that is very into holistic healing. I just personally now that does not mean that I am anti-vax. I got the vaccine. I will. I know that's going to make some people mad, but I really don't care. Like I believe in modern medicine. I think it has its place. I don't hear enough spiritual people talking about the fact that like it's okay to still believe in modern medicine and also believe in holistic healing. Um, that is my personal opinion you are allowed to have yours. But in terms of like, I, I enjoyed this book because it was more of a take on a natural path into working with like your reproductive organs, especially for women that like, again, very focused on the menstrual cycle, very focused on naturally healing and working with your own cycles, especially as a woman that has polycystic ovarian syndrome. This book I felt like was a really interesting and good read because it gave me tips to work with my own divine feminine energy. And I shit you not, both of these books actually in conjunction, I was able to, true story, I was able to meditate my way into having a menstrual cycle um, by like following stuff in these books. So I know that it works too. I probably could stand to reread them and see if I still feel the same way about them. But initially they were an interesting read and I liked them. Um, so next we have this book. This book took me so long to read. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> it was a good book though. That's why it's in this, in this group, but this is sacred powers by David G David Jai. I'm not sure how you say it, but, um, the five secrets to awakening transformation. And this book, I could probably stand to read it again. <laughs> Um, this book, I really, I read in the thick of it. Like when I was really going through it, I read this one and basically it gives you the divine principle of oneness, the divine principle of awareness, the divine principle of rebirth, the divine principle of infinite flow and the divine principle of inner fire. So when you are going through it, like he gives you like meditations, guided meditations that you can listen to on his website throughout the book. 
and just really carries you through like reigniting yourself through the breath, through like something natural that we can all do. And I liked it. It was a good book. I actually, he also has a pretty good like social media presence. And anytime I've tagged him in something, he's like always replied, which I thought was really sweet. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed this book. I enjoy his energy. I've been to some of his live streams that he's done, I think on YouTube and I just like his energy. And this is all about like, again, really more about like meditation and getting into like the more spiritual aspect of meditation, really helpful when you don't have a religion or something spiritual to back you up. This was like when I was just dipping my toes into witchcraft. So um, this was something really nice that I feel like helped, but it was kind of a hard read for me. This was not something that I felt like was easy for me to just blast through, which I think was a good thing. So this next book, probably my favorite out of all of them. Like if I could only recommend you one book, I actually think I'm going to reread this one like soon. Like it's going to go on my like TBR. Um, if I could recommend you any book in this entire video, actually there's two. This one is one of them. Um, this is Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life. And this book, again, <laughs> I want to reiterate, I believe in modern medicine. I think it's important. I think we need it. But I also think that we do not as a society, at least where I live, we do not as a society value the holistic healing as much as we should. And I feel like Louise Hay definitely brings the holistic approach. She was definitely ahead of her time. Like this book, I don't even know when it was first published. 1984. Okay. She was ahead of her. Time. I feel like this book might be a little bit more acceptable now, but basically this is all about how we like to put it in simple terms. It's how we are actually already natural born healers and how we are able to create and manifest the life that we desire to work through our own healing. And like, I think if any of you like Dr. Joe Dispenza's work, I feel like you would like Louise Hay's work. It's very similar in its approach. I feel like Dr. Joe might get a little more depth, depth into it. But like this book, this was recommended to me by Kitty Plays on Twitch like three years ago. I bought it. And this again was a book that I read when I was in the thick of it. Like some of the worst times of my life, this book I was reading and it is one that I feel like really changed my perspective on my ability to work on healing myself in tandem with like medical practitioners getting holistic healing. This was a book that like gave me the confidence to believe that I could actually change and become different. And it goes through a lot of things. Like there's this whole table in the back that talks about how um, it like gives you what maybe it could be that you're holding on to, like what trapped emotion you might be holding on to if you suffer with certain things in the body. And like I said, controversial, I'm sure, but that's something that I think the world honestly needs more of is that holistic healing approach. So very into holistic health, very much like this book. If you're into that too, you should definitely pick yourself up a copy. Uh, the next book that I have for you is this one I actually read when I was no longer in my Dark Night of the Soul, but I feel like this is a great book, period. 
And it's one that, especially if you're struggling with your spirituality and you don't really have anything that's defined or helpful for you, this is a book that I feel like really helped me hone in on what my own belief system was without joining an organized religion, which I, for me, am personally against. For you, if it makes you happy, I think that's great. But for me, organized religion, no. Um, <clears throat> This is Gabrielle Bernstein's Super Attractor, Methods for Manifesting a Life Beyond Your Wildest Dreams. And I really like this book. She, it's very simple. I feel like it's a very like simple, easy read. I actually listened to this on Audible as well. Um, I read the book and like would follow along sometimes. I'm weird and I like doing that. But, um, and the, the audio book is good. Like it's her who reads it. And it was just like, I remember this was when I really got into spirit guides. This was when I really got into like, oh, I do have a spiritual team and I can call on that. And if you're somebody that wants to get more into that, this is a great book for that. She goes over all the different archangels talking about reaching out to your spiritual team, how to look for signs from them. And I just love Gabrielle Bernstein. I think she's great. She's a fantastic thought leader and I've never read or seen anything from her that I didn't like. So love that. Now, this next book is also one that I read later, like after my dark night of the soul. But again, I felt like it was so impactful that I wanted to include it in here. And this is Codependent No More, How to Stop Controlling Others and Start Caring for Yourself. And it's by Melody Beattie. And this book, I'm going to be real with y'all. I am convinced that almost every person on the face of the planet struggles with codependency. Um, I struggle. My spouse struggles. My parents absolutely struggle. Shade intended. Um, <laughs> um, like, I see this. Like, when we look at the media and we look at how relationships are portrayed in movies and TV shows, they are so codependent and toxic. And it is constantly what we are being fed. And I feel like, and let me rephrase that code being codependent does not make you toxic. However, my point in saying toxic is I do think a lot of relationships in the media are also toxic. Um, but codependence, codependency is something that I feel like, like I said, a lot of people struggle with it because we also haven't been taught how to care for ourselves appropriately and in doing so allow people to be who they are. And this book, a little bit dated in some of the information, it was written in, this is a newer edition, but this book was written in and published in 1986. So a little dated on some of things, but the information, again, like I stated earlier when I was talking about which, we don't have to take every single thing so seriously. And, you know, it's okay to take what applies, the things that we like, and put down the rest. Um, I still felt like this was a good read. I felt like it taught me a lot about myself. And it also taught me how to be a better partner to my spouse. And I feel like it also taught me how to not even just to like a romantic partner, but how to have better familial relationships, how to, you know, I've talked about on my channel a lot that I feel like I went through a period where I wasn't really talking to my family a lot. And then slowly I have like reintegrated myself back into my family over like the span of the last couple of years. And in doing that, I do think books like this are very helpful in also reminding you like what boundaries are appropriate, what's okay for other people to ask of you and what's really not okay. And 
Like, what is your responsibility and what is, frankly, none of your business? So good read, especially in terms of relationships. Recommend this to, like, literally everybody. Um, the next book is one that I think, again, y'all will be surprised that this one's in here. But this was one that, like, when I was going through my Dark Night of the Soul, I also wanted to know about everything. Like I wanted to study the occult. I wanted to understand magic. I wanted to understand, like I already had a good grip on tarot and astrology, but I wanted to know more. And this book, if any of you are interested in like charting your own stuff or like following your own life and using astrology to predict what is going to be coming into your life, this is one of the most simple book formulas that you can use. This is Moonology by Yasmin Boland. I have studied this book backwards and forwards. Um, I use this book every... Well, I don't really need it anymore because I basically have it all memorized. Um, but this is a book that I use this method for writing... Um, like when I write horoscopes... This is the book that I use to like predict certain things, not everything. This is not the end all be all for astrology. And I also use tarot in combination. So it's my own prediction. However, I use the method in this book to chart all of the different signs. And it's a very simple concept. Once you get it and it clicks, you will get it. Um, so this one's really good. I liked this because it gave me something interesting to study during that time when I felt like I didn't have anything. I loved getting into this stuff. So it's all about like charting the moons and where they are and what sign they're going to be in, how that's going to affect your life personally. And I love it. It's a great book. And then we have two more books here. So this book is an older copy, but I'm of course going to put this one in here. We have The Highly Sensitive Person by Elaine N. Aaron. And I love this book. I have actually not finished it. It's still on my list, but even the things that I have read, I am putting it in here because I have never felt more seen in terms of being somebody who is highly sensitive. And I think right now it is my personal belief spiritually. I think we have mass incarnations that have happened, especially in the millennial generation. Um, I would say even into like Gen Z and Gen Alpha as well. But I think we have had mass reincarnations of people that are coming in as highly sensitives to actually help raise the vibration of the earth because we are healing each other. And doing the work through our like sensitivity. And that's just a personal opinion. I don't think anybody has said that, but, um, I know we talk about like the mass awakening on the planet and all of that, but I don't know that I've heard anybody say like a lot of highly sensitive people, but I feel like there are a lot more highly sensitive people than like, I'm aware of more of them. Maybe I just attract a lot of them. I don't know. Um, maybe it's just me. Maybe my circle of friends just all identify this way, but Basically, this this book is all about how to thrive when the world overwhelms you. And I feel like now, more than ever, just going through 2020 as a collective, even if you don't identify as highly sensitive, this book to me helps to express and talk about like what to do when you're overwhelmed. And again, how to thrive when everything around you is overwhelming. So great book. And it's actually about how high, being highly sensitive is a trait. It's not something that like it's 
isn't that what she says? I swear it's about it like being a trait. It's been a while since I picked this one up, but there's also like a quiz in here that helps you identify if you are highly sensitive. And I think I have a video on my YouTube channel as well about, um, like it has the quiz. So if you're interested in this, I have a whole video where I go over this. So, um, I will link that down below for you as well. And the last book, would it be my video or my podcast? If we did not talk about this book, you all knew it was coming. Light is the new black by Rebecca Campbell. <laughs> this book was probably the one that helped me the most aside from, there was two. I don't remember what the other one was. I already put it down. She's tired today. It's been a long day. Um, but this book is called Light is the New Black, and it says a guide to answering your soul's calling and working your lights. And this book, it's basically like a collection of essays, so it's very easy to read. Like some of the pages just have huge quotes on them. It's it's very easy to read. I could stand to read this one again. That's how good this book is. Um, when I was going through my dark night of the soul, when I had really like my gaming channel fell apart, I didn't know what I was doing with my life anymore. Again, I was so lost. This book really gave me the courage to get up and to try again, to dust myself off and to try again and to not just disappear. And Every page I feel like made me just like openly weep because it was so soul hitting. And uh, many of you have bought this book and have said the same thing, that it feels like a message right to your heart and it's the message that you needed. And so people always ask me like, Chloe, how are you so fired up about trying different things? How did you go from like losing a gaming channel that had almost 200K where you were getting invited to like electronic arts events all around the world. How did you go from that? Lose all of that, pick yourself back up and create something new and believe in yourself to do it. And ultimately I'm not saying it was this book because I also attribute a lot of that to my own inner power, but this was the book that challenged me to light the flame to keep myself going. So 10 out of 10 recommend one of the best books I've ever read. And like I said, easy read, totally worth it. And you could even like use it for book divination where you just open to a random page and see what you need that day. But those are all of the books that I have for you. I hope that this video or podcast, wherever you're listening was helpful. I hope it gave you some ideas on what books you maybe want to check out for yourself and most importantly, know that if you're going through a dark night of the soul, take it from somebody who's been there. It will get better. You will get better. I promise there is a way out. Just keep holding on to hope. Try some of these books. Talk to somebody about it. Things will get better. You will see the light again. And I love you so much, my pumpkin. Please do not forget when you stand up in your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. 